بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد my brothers and sisters I have a question which is really a question I ask myself and I'm asking you the same question and the question to all those who listen to this all over the world and that question is what is the meaning of education? What is the meaning of education? So what is the purpose? I mean, what does what is the meaning of education? Obviously, purpose also. So anybody? Education means what? And I'm talking about school. I'm not talking about education means how to repair a car or how to repair a heart. No. That's technology. That's technical stuff, right? I'm saying basic school education. You've got a child who's now four years old, three years old, two years old, whatever, and you put the child in school. What's your maqsad? What is your karad? What is your purpose? To do what? Read and write. Okay. So read and write. And okay, numeracy, numbers, right? Doesn't take more than two years, believe me. Does not take more than two years. Even to learn the Arabic language at an expert level takes you two years. Two years of continuous learning. Arabic is the most difficult language to learn. Takes two years. English takes even less. Urdu takes even less. So two years maximum. So why do you put your child in school for 14 years? To do what? Two years is more than enough. In what? What are they learning in the rest of that after two years, which they cannot do, do at home? Once they know how to read and write, right? You are there. We are not talking about children who are alone. You are there. So why can't the child study at home? Socializing. Socializing. Go to the go go to the park. Play. I'm not saying don't send to school. I'm just asking a basic fundamental question because. If you look at the, if you do the numbers, it's a colossal figure. All the parents are in, in the world sending children to school for 14 years full time. The, not just the fees, fees and books and you're driving them back and forth and whatnot, whatnot. You're talking about a colossal amount of money is being spent, colossal amount of energy is being spent. What are, what are you getting for that? <clears throat> I'm not saying you're getting nothing. I'm just saying, are you conscious? Supposing you say, no, I have, this is my purpose, I am fulfilling my purpose, I am extremely satisfied, alhamdulillah, good for you. I've got no quarrel with anybody. But I'm asking a very simple question. What is the purpose of education? Think about it, another, another way of looking at it. If I ask you to name for me three of the biggest problems that we face as human beings, as the human race, as humanity in the world, what are the three problems? Is it that we don't have fancy cars? Is that a problem? Is it that we don't have enough, you know, uh, medical knowledge to cure this or that? Oh, okay, maybe in, in some cases you might say, you know, it would be nice if, if we had a cure for cancer. But other than that, is that is that an issue? What is the real issue? Supposing I say okay, global warming, why is there global warming? Is it because we don't know what to do? Or because we don't want to do what to do? Not willingness, right? We know. 
we know absolutely well, we know 100% what is wrong and we know how to fix it. But like Brother Zulfakar is saying, we don't want to do it. Unwillingness. We know very well this is going to be complete disaster. This is going to take us down and then there's no return from it. But we are not willing. So that not willingness, is it lack of, within quotes, book learning or, or technical knowledge or is it something else? And I can, I can name for you any number. Poverty. Elon Musk, he made this statement, and this is a public statement. Elon Musk said, I can feed all the hungry people in the world with 2% of my wealth. So why doesn't he do it? Why are people still hungry? Selfishness. Willingness, right? Selfishness, willingness. Capitalism. Capitalism. I mean, I can, I can, I can spend the rest of the night to not, uh, making a little. Uh, there's no need. We know, we know the the stuff, right? <laughs> so, what is really education? What must it do? Think about this, because end of the day, believe me, I mean, it's your kids, right? I don't have any children. It's your children. You are spending their money. Even if you say, okay, I don't care, I have the money. It's not a question of you having the money or not. The point is you are spending money to do something. Is it achieving that? If it's not achieving that, what is the goal? Why do you send them to school? Why do the, why, What must the school deliver to you? We have the maktab here, for example. We are running the after school. So I want you, for example, to come to the principal of the maktab or to me or to the teachers and say, this is what we want our children to learn and we are going to be monitoring this and we will help you. To achieve that, because we are in this together, it's not as if you are on, on some, you know. But are my children learning that or not? Or are they simply learning to read the Quran, Nuran Iqaida, this is the, uh, this is Alif, this is Ba, this is Ta, this is Sa, and so on, so on, so on, and the Makharij and so on, and Khalaf, Salam Alaikum. And then the child does not have the uh, adab to say Salam to an elder, the, the child does not have, does not know, he goes to the toilet and he does all kinds of things there and he has no adab there and he has no, you know, he talks to his mother in a funny way, he talks to his father in a funny way. All of this happening. But the child can read Quran beautifully in this riwaya and that riwaya. Is, is this the purpose of education? If you ask me frankly, as long as, I, I won't say reading Quran correctly is not important. I won't, obviously, I, I'm, I'm not insane. It is important to read. But if that child has no other, if that child has no respect for his own parents, just now what, what, the ayat which we heard in, in, in Salat al-Maghrib, may Allah bless the Shaykh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going into detail about this. If your parents are there, if they are old, don't even say, oof. For what? Allah, Allah has to reveal Quran for this. But Allah revealed Quran for this. Which means that thing is so important. Right? So really, I want to ask all of you, please think about this. And say, what is education supposed to deliver? And when I see my children, how are my children supposed to behave? Not because you are going to beat them or something. No. This must be internally. 
and I won't go into you know when my when I was a child. Forget all that. That that's immaterial. Uh, today, what? What happened? What happened? What happened? So today, what do we want our children? What do we want from them? Right? There are people here. Hamdulillah, may Allah bless you. Some of you, inshallah, in a couple of years you will get married. You will have children. What kind of children do you want? Little animals in pants, or do you want human beings? I mean, seriously. because to be, to me what's the difference if if your child does not understand the difference between an elder person and a younger person if they don't understand that uh, if they have no adab if they have no tahzeeb if they have no you know concern for for people if there is no then they are they are mammals mammals in pants i mean <laughs> so what putting on pants doesn't make you civilized civilized being civilized comes from the heart comes from the mind So seriously, please give this some thought, because Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. If we just think about this, you know, Allah began this His His book with with what? Iqra, read. What is the only thing that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala taught His Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to ask for increase? Only thing, only one thing. Call Rabbi Zidni Helman. Oh Allah, say. Oh Allah, give Allah is instructing. Call, say this, pray this, make this dua. Call, Rabbi, say, my Rab, zidni ilma, increase me in knowledge. What knowledge? The, he's getting he's getting wahy from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. What more? You're talking about the understanding of that, the faham of that, the you know the istazar of that, the thing being in your whole life, you are being able to apply it, being able to teach it. And then Allah said, "Inna ma yaksha Allaha min ibadhi al umra al 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 muluk no al ulama." Walladina la yalamun. So Allah is saying, truly among the slaves of Allah. The ulama are the people who have the khushyat of Allah, and by ulama here, this does not mean somebody with a PhD in something. No, other way, only the one who has khushya is an alim. The way to understand this ayat is only the one who. What is the sign of an alim? What is the sign of somebody who has knowledge of Islam? That person must have khushyat in his heart. Inna yaksallah hamin ibadi al ulama. Khushyatullah is the sign of Imam Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal rahmatullah alayhi was very very famous big muhaddis sahibul sahibul you know tariq al mazhab he was also the 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 khatib and imam of majlis nabawi sharif and so on and many many stories alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used him to establish the position of the Quran literally he he was beaten he was he was uh, tortured he was imprisoned all of this for this now he had a standard of what he considered to be sufficient knowledge and that and that standard of sufficient knowledge was 250000 hadith to be memorized by by heart with all this that 250000 quarter of a million right So somebody asked him. He had a friend who was also an alim of the time called Bishar al-Hafi. 
So somebody said to him, you say to, you say about Bishr, he is my sheikh and you show him so much, so much respect and so on, so on. But Bishr does not know 250,000 hadiths and this is your standard. He said, Bishr has the husul of ilm. He said, he has the essence of knowledge. They said, what is that? He said, khashyatullah. He said, khashyatullah. In his heart, there is khashyatullah. So that is why I, I respect him. I call him my sheikh. Number of hadiths. This is a question. You're asking me how much should, how much, how many hadiths should somebody know before he can do istamatul hakam, before he can extract a hukum. Right? Today you read two translations and you start extracting a hakam. This is right. This is a haram. This is halal. La hawla la Think about this. Hibs of the Quran was something which was standard. Every primary school child was a Hafiz of the Quran. When we say Hafiz ibn al-Hajar al-Khalani, we are not saying Hafiz of the Quran. Hafiz ibn al-Hajar was Hafiz of all the sitta, all, all, all the books of Hadith of the time. When they said Hafiz, they meant this. They didn't, they didn't mean Hafiz of the Quran. Hafiz, Hibs of the Quran was standard. I mean, you, if you did not do Hibs of the Quran, then you, did never, you did, couldn't go further. That was, that was the required curriculum. It began with that. So please give this some thought and let us share some thoughts on this. What is it that we want when we say education? What is it we want? Because remember, children are your sadaka jariya. So if you want this thing, the sadaka jariya, when you are gone in your grave and you want these children to, to uh, do things which will cause you to get darajat in Jannah, then you have to put some brain power behind this thing. Give them time. Give yourself time and think about this and say, what is it that I want my children to learn? Right? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for us, to give us the understanding, to give us the fam, to give us children who will also share with us because that's the other thing is to talk to the children and get them to buy into this. It's not just a matter of shoving the thing into the child. No. <coughs> so we ask Allah to give us children who will also understand and for us to, to give us the understanding of this inshallah. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمه الله